Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani uh, coming to you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, today, I think uh, I think we're probably going to start with uh, the the nine o'clock, nice and early in the morning uh, speech by Zelensky because it, it triggered lots of reactions and lots of uh, information that uh, we need about what's going on. Then we'll uh, talk. Um, we'll talk about uh, wh- you know what. Um, What's going on with crime and how uh, things are starting to move? I, I see a few positive things now, so I want to I want to be fair and talk to you about the things that I think have uh, some positive uh, possibilities for us, and um, and then we're going to go into an analysis of um, who's responsible for inflation and who's responsible for the price of gasoline. Putin, Biden. Putin, Biden. Putin, Biden. I'm going to do that for a couple of reasons. First of all, it came up today. And second, uh, I've got a podcast I can refer you to that analyzes that in some somewhat, um, I think, some really good good detail and gives you all the information you need to know on that. So let's first talk about Zelensky's speech this morning. He, he, uh, sees, uh, he, he never uh, uh, disappoints. I mean, he's really a very, very good speaker. Of course, he, you know, people say he was an actor, but there are actors that are terrible speakers, right? I mean, Ronald Reagan wasn't, and, you know, Bill Clinton was a great speaker, and he wasn't. Well, maybe Bill Clinton was an actor, I don't know. But he wasn't an actor. Um, So it's not true that all actors are great political speakers. And he really isn't so much a political speaker as he has has this uh, aura of integrity. And whenever you display bravery, you're going to command the audience because people – Maybe they admire bravery more than anything else. I'm not sure. It's hard to say. I mean, you could get into an argument with psychiatrists, psychologists, and ethicists about which is the virtue that people admire the most, honesty, integrity, which is kind of close together, right? Loyalty. Bravery is the one they're in awe of the most. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Because everyone uh, questions themselves about it. You know, you see a man jump into a fire to pull someone out and you say to yourself, would I do that? You see a man staying behind with bombs going off to his left and his right and being the principal target of uh, Putin. And uh, instead of uh, doing what a lot of leaders would do, go to a remote outpost and and, and carry on the, uh, the, the, the fight, which, you know, would be a responsible decision. He's standing out there and letting them know where he is. That inspires. You may even say it's somewhat reckless, but it inspires. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. I think there's a scene like this in Patton, but I remember the one in MacArthur with Gregory Peck playing MacArthur. And he's having trouble getting his soldiers up a hill or and a lot of them at the, at the front are getting really slaughtered by uh, by the Japanese taking this island back. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. And 
I believe General Bradley's in the back seat or some some other leading general. And, and MacArthur tells his driver, take us to the front. And the, the guy sitting next to, I think Bradley says, doesn't he realize they're gonna, they'll kill him if he goes up front? And he says, MacArthur doesn't believe that bullets can hit him. <laughs> I don't know if you find that as interesting as I do. I, I think I have that in my book on leadership. I actually point out a time when John Gotti did something like that. You know, even those creeps know about leadership. And um, that's what that, that's what Zelensky's really got going for him. I mean, the 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 uh, the language is good. It isn't it isn't Churchillian. I mean, it isn't it isn't the greatest prose when the man doesn't speak English. So, I mean, you know, the second language, it's the uh, act of bravery that makes him so compelling and completely different than our president. And today, today, I don't know, you really couldn't go after Biden more than this. This is right out of The Godfather. This is The Godfather grabbing Johnny Fontaine, uh, who was sitting on a desk and slapping him across the face while he's crying and saying, be a man. Boom, be a man. Yep. Listen, listen to, um, I mean, this is somewhat uh, not as dramatic as that, but listen to it and see if you agree. Cut number 11. I'm addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the niche of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of of peace. Thank you. Slava Ukraine. He's telling him to be a leader. Whoever told an American president to be a leader? You've got to tell an American president to be a leader? Do you know how pathetic that is? Do you know how lost a guy must feel? You know how double-crossed I happen to know he has to feel? <laughs> he did Biden a bunch of favors, babes. No reason to go into them now. Zelensky's got more on his hands than he can handle, and no point in going into it. But uh, now, so so let's let's um, let's let's take a look at the reaction to this. So here's 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 um, here's kind of what I agree with, and what I don't agree with in this uh, in this in this situation. I think that um, if we talk about no-fly zones, well, let's listen uh, to cut 13. Is there a lot to ask for to create a no-fly zone zone over Ukraine to save people? Is this too much to ask? Humanitarian no-fly zone, something that Ukraine, uh, that Russia would not be able to terrorize our free cities. I have to go here with the administration and Senator Senators Rubio and Cruz and General Keen, uh, Jack Keen, who is actually right on Fox right now. Don't get off and watch him. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you what he says. <laughs> he basically is saying what I'm about to tell you, which is um, at this point, it is too much of a risk of nuclear war. Uh, I, I do not believe that Putin uh, would start a nuclear war. I don't believe it. 
but I'm not betting the farm on it. Uh, a couple of years ago, I might. But watching some of the way he's acted now, which could quite possibly be psyops. The guy is a genius at it uh, for, mali- for, 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 for malicious and, and, and horrible reasons. Reminds me of my boss, Ronald Reagan. He was a brilliant at sight. I mean, he, he faked the Soviet Union out of the Soviet Union. Right? <laughs> and, I mean, he did. He frightened the hell out of them. I, 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 I've confirmed that because I was so – in talking to Russians, you know, who have, who have come to the United States. Let me say something about that. If there, if, there are, if there are attacks on Russian stores and stuff like that, come on, you're a bunch of idiots. The people here from Russia are, are, are all fleeing communism and fleeing, or fleeing communism, or they're fleeing the, um, the oppression of, of, of uh, Putin. They're like the Russians in Ukraine that have turned on him. You know, a lot of, I mean, you, the city of Kharkiv is an ancient Russian city. Those are Ukrainian Russians or Russian Ukrainians more. It was always a big supporter of the Russian-Ukrainian party, you know, the crooked uh, party that got thrown out in 14. It turned completely when Putin started killing them. They said, we may be Russian, but we don't want to be under a monster. Uh, most of the Russians I know here in America feel more strongly about Putin than even we do. Of course they do. Oh, Does that mean that there aren't uh, some oligarchs that are here that, you know have made money with him and maybe support him. I think very few nowadays with, with the possibility of being sanctioned, you don't want your money in the United States if you're close to Putin. You really don't. I mean, even the, even the, the Biden uh, cowardly crew will go after money because they figure that, you know, nothing's going to happen there, even though the hands shake a little when they do it. So I think you basically have mostly vast majority of Russians in the United States are on your side and my side, with the possible exception of spies which we always have, and we have them over there too. So we can't complain about spies. We just have to be more careful than Feinstein or Swalwell. Huh, right? What, what, how long did Feinstein have that uh, Chinese uh, communist with her? 19 years, was it? 18 years? Man, he must have got a treasure trove. And, and how about the Swalwell lover who was a Chinese communist spy? That big jackass is, you know... Constantly shooting his mouth off. And he's a he's a national security threat. So uh, Senator McConnell, who I generally don't quote that much, but um, Senator McConnell gave a very, very excellent uh, response, basically supporting, as does uh, a overwhelming majority of Republicans and Democrats, including very responsible ones on all sides, that a no-fly zone should not be used. It would be uh, escalatory, the White House described it as, and it could prompt a war with Russia. I, I buy that. I mean, that I, I buy it. If I had a bet, I bet it doesn't, but I don't want to bet nuclear war. You understand what I'm saying? And I hope, hope the president is smart enough to analyze it that way. Here's the one thing I would do, though. I wouldn't keep telling him that. Nor would I have told them I wouldn't use troops, and I don't think troops should be used. I'd hold it back. I'd say I haven't made a decision about that yet. If you want, maybe you could go so far as not right now. But keep it out there, dopey. Maybe, maybe um, they should bring me in to give them a course on leadership. 
I mean, my book was a bestseller. I, I kind of handled some pretty tough situations without falling apart like this jerk. I don't know. So here's what I would here's what I would say. McConnell McConnell made uh, the point that there should be no uh, a no fly zone. Uh, but he does agree with Zelensky on the call to do more. And uh, he's quite realistic about something that, you know, the, 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 the crooked press doesn't really point out the way they should. Biden has been delayed uh, behind uh, the schedule on everything. He, did, he didn't use sanctions until they were too late. There are constant complaints that uh, although we're sending them things, uh, particularly armaments, they get there uh, <laughs> much less than promised and very late. And. What we should be doing instead, and McConnell, I think, has a good uh, has a good uh, feel feel for this. He says, since December, we should expedite shipments of lethal aid and aircraft and tank weapons. They should have them already, and that uh, the efforts to transfer weapons are moving at the speed of bureaucracy. I would call it Biden time, which is you know a year or two, as opposed to Trump time, which is right now. And the White House has insisted that its, that its, its hesitancy is because of uh, avoiding escalation. Well, that hasn't worked, right? You, by now, you've got to say this, this hesitancy hasn't worked because Putin ain't stopping. He's going further. So now, how about you wake up? We give uh, the lazy president a kick in the backside and you let him have those MiGs right away, right away. Now, that's not going to start a, a, a war. No, all it's going to do is maybe give Ukraine a chance to win it. So we'll be back. Remember, you can chat with the mayor. Call in now. Welcome back. You're listening to Rudy Giuliani Show. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my final thoughts at the end of the show. So keep it right here. And I'm taking your phone calls at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-9222. With common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. The other point that McConnell made, and so did the uh, House Republican leader, McCarthy, and it happens to overlap with my podcast that I think just came out, uh, and that is uh, the debate about um, Biden or Putin. Who caused uh, the large uh, spike in gasoline? Who caused inflation? And uh, the podcast goes into great detail about it. Uh, with with facts, not the stuff Democrats use, but facts. And here's here's the key fact, and then you can go listen to it and get the rest of it. The key fact is that in both cases, about eighty to eighty five percent of the damage was already done before before Putin did anything. In other words, the price of uh, gasoline had already gone up about sixty five to seventy percent of where it is now, long before. There was any mention of Putin, and we when we take it to November, so we give him all the benefit of the doubt. Long before there was any talk of uh, Putin invading any place, it was all Biden, and of course it was. It was getting rid of the Keystone Pipeline, getting rid of some smaller pipelines, uh, uh, no, uh, no the, the ban on fracking. That that was big, by the way. That's the one that should be lifted. That most immediately would get us uh, oil and gas. It was a turning America after 2019 and 2020 when we were energy independent to being in 2021 energy dependent. It was buying a massive amount of oil from Russia. 
Now, these, I mean, these are things that uh, uh, caused it, among others. What it was was the green agenda war on energy that drove up the price to a price that now is what four thirty, four forty here in New York, something like that, and oh, ridiculous elsewhere. Uh, even uh, Democrats are saying, "Don't go with that one, Joe. It's too stupid." Now, to say he's responsible for inflation is really nuts. Inflation is a direct result of his out-of-control, historically high spending uh, and basically spending for dependency. So go to the podcast, rudyscommonsense.com. I think you'll get all of it. And if you haven't had a chance, go to the one before it with Matt, with Matt Tierman, which lays out what uh, Putin's goals are, uh, particularly how important Mariupol is to his getting that land bridged to Crimea. And the question is, once he gets that, or if that were agreed to, keeping Crimea, keeping the land bridge, would that be enough? Or does he want more? He is trying to take Kharkiv. There's a kind of a bitterness there because of what happened in 14, but there's also money there. That's one of the places that would be a net positive for him in terms of he wouldn't have to support them. It would help to offset the cost of Crimea, which is now costing him a lot of money. So he may want Kharkiv. That would be tough. Of course, Kiev would be out of the question completely. So, And there are signs that they are negotiating. And uh, if you listen to Matt's uh, interview that I did with him, who has spent a lot of time there, I, I think that's about what they're talking about. I think. You know, who knows? These are leaks, right? And uh, never trunk. Trust leaks. Never trust leaks. Never, 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 never trust leaks. So, hot breaking news. Big surprise. Da, 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 da. I've always wanted this station when there's breaking news to have like a, like some of these stations like Fox have a fanfare. Breaking news. Da, 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 da. Ba, 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 bum. So, Trump rules out Pence as vice president if he runs in 24. That's a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, I think we knew that one. And um, it's interesting because um, he kind of he, he kind of lays out what he's looking for. I think he basically he basically uh, wants um, uh, he wants someone who agrees with uh, with with the MAGA program and also agrees with him that the election was stolen. So. That's, you know, that's going to be very interesting. So these guys are out there, you know, taking a few shots at him. It says in this article that both Cotton and DeSantis have taken shots at Trump's record. Now, this is Politico. So, you know, I'm I'm not saying Politico is not the New York Times. It's not, you know, thoroughly dishonest and totally a creature of uh, a sort of Pravda to the Democratic Party. Pravda was the Soviets uh, bought and paid for a news organization. But it does lean against Republicans and for and for uh, lefties. I don't remember DeSantis taking a shot at him. I don't. I just don't. But if he did, he did. I mean, it says here that they've taken shots at him, indicating uh, potentially that he would run. But that right now he's the uh, a prohibitive favorite by uh, just recently having gotten at the straw poll 59 percent of the vote, which is more than he got last year which means it's growing, 
uh, 4% increase over last year. And DeSantis was way down at 28%. Everybody else, I think, may have been in single digits. So, you know, right now, it's Trump's if he wants it. And the VP, I don't, I, I sure, first of all, he, he has not made up his mind. I, I believe that because he doesn't have to. You don't make up your mind until you have to. And number two, I don't think he's thought about vice president yet, except for the fact if you say Pence, you're going to get pretty angry. Uh, so um, when we when we come back, we'll get to uh, we'll get to chat with the mayor. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, and we'll 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 give you one little indication that um, the guy that Zelensky uh, you basically uh, you know slapped across the face today and said, "Be a man." Gosh, is he falling apart? You'll love this soundbite. Oh. Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back. You can chat with the mayor on 1-800-848-9222. So um, how about we get a little, you know, I was going to say comic relief. That's a shame. I shouldn't say that. I don't know why I would say that because this is a tragedy, actually. Uh Yesterday, the uh, the president that Zelensky is appealing to to be a leader because he's not, I mean, is really falling apart. I mean, if this were the first time this happened, it'd be one thing. I, I I don't think he goes through a day in which he doesn't display his dementia. So let's listen to cut number two. Cut number two. We've got a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. Who's the first lady's husband? I bet you all know. So he has COVID? No, he was referring to uh, Kamala Harris's uh, husband, and he thinks Kamala Harris is the first lady. This was like last year or a year, year and a half ago when he came out and he hugged his sister thinking it was his wife. But when he turns around and then is pointed in the other direction. This is what happens in nursing homes, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't happen in the White House to the commander in chief as Zelensky wants to be the leader of the free world. Who the hell is going to follow him? And did you hear the tone of voice? I, I would like you to do what the doctors did when they analyzed this for me. Go back and listen to some of his tapes 10, five years ago. You hear a very different um, voice, not the hesitating voice of like that. And uh, confusion. You hear a voice that talks not hesitating and rather direct. Why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? What's wrong with the people in the White House? Don't they know at a time of great peril? We're in, we're in uh, tremendous, tremendous jeopardy with a man like this. I don't know. I don't know. So I've got, a, I've got another hero here. 
that we got to talk about just for, for, for a minute or so. And that's the Russian journalist who just had enough. And on Monday, she went on the air on Russia's state-run Channel 1. And she said, uh, she first she put up a sign that says, don't believe the propaganda, they're lying to you. And then she expressed her shame at working for Channel 1 and spreading Kremlin propaganda. So um, she went on to say, a little sort of brief history of this, First, they canceled the governor elections. I happen to have been in Russia when they did that, by the way. Then they started to, I think this is what she was referring to. It could could have been a later time that they did it because Putin canceled the governor elections and made them appointed after um, the uh, Beslam uh, attack on the children. And from that moment on, I really started to, I had always kind of had a funny feeling about him. I said, this is a real dictator. There's no reason to change the elections in other parts of Russia because you have a problem in in, in, in uh, Chechnya. First, they canceled the governor's elections. Then they started to ban independent media. Then they poisoned opposition leader Alexei Navalny. My anger kept on growing. I was experiencing cognitive dis- dissonance. The country wasn't going in the right direction. The war was the last drop, and I decided to act. So now she has gone to court, and she received a fine of what would be about 215 pounds, 30,000 rubles. But that was for uh, her recorded video in which she violated protest laws. She has not been sentenced yet. She was arrested for 24 hours for her live protest on Channel 1. So her fans and supporters and people who feel like her – we're kind of happy that she got a, a fine, but now they're worried about what will happen because other people, because there's been a crackdown on any of the protesters. People have gotten 15 years. Um, they've gotten big prison sentences. And there's also the possibility that just we just won't see her anymore. She'll eat the wrong thing. I mean, that, remember, if it's a poisoning, you can start off uh, that there may be Russian communist Russian terrorist involvement. So let's 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 uh, let's follow this. Marina Ovsinikova, I think. The long name Ovsinikova. Nikova. Nikova, I'm pretty sure of. The first part, O V S Y A N. Ovsinikova. I think that's it. First name, Marina. Uh, she really is. She really is among the heroes and a good indication of what I was telling you before. Will you stop acting like jerks and going after Russian restaurants and Russian this and Russian that and Russian people in America? Look, are there a couple of spies here? But the odds are the people you're dealing with are more upset about this and more pro-American than many of us. You know, they love being here. They understand it better than a lot of our people understand who take it for granted. They're on our side. And let's show them we're different, huh? Like we did after September 11. I was never proud of the people in New York when I said, don't go after people, you know, don't go after people who are Muslim and people who are Arab looking and stuff like You're better than that. You understand this group blame is a bunch of garbage. It's, it's the kind of stuff that Sharpton and people like that engage in. Not, not people with decent values and morals and 
So leave them alone. Come on. And, and if they are spies, what good are you going to do? And they're not. I'm just telling you, there aren't a lot of people here that are openly, clearly pro-Putin. Because they'd get the hell out of here because they'd be afraid of sanctions. So let's go to ah, let's go to let's go to Rich in Long in Long Island. Mr. Mayor, can you hear me okay? I oh yeah, great. Actually, it's very clear. Great. I've got a, a question for you and, and maybe uh an opportunity to solicit your help. How would we go about getting Russia off of the security council? Wow. This was thought about a lot during the Cold War by various presidents, including the one I work for, Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Uh, uh, not um, – I'm going to guess now, but I'm going to look it up. I think at minimum you need a two-thirds vote of the entire body, which you're not going to get with all the small countries that make up that make up uh, the U.N. And, you know, last time you checked, the U.N. is anti-Israel, anti-America uh, uh, majority. Now, th- there's one thing that um, – first I'll look it up and find out. There's one thing that interests me about that, though. I think I mentioned this before. About – wasn't last year because last year – I mean 2020 was the COVID year. So 2019. I spent a lot of time uh, meeting with a lot of the heads of state when they came to New York for the U.N. uh, session. I used to do it when I was mayor, and I just continued it because, look, I've traveled to over 100 countries since I was mayor. No, I've traveled to over 80 countries, taking about 130 foreign trips because a lot of them are repetitive. So I've always had a great interest in foreign policy, probably more than anything else, even though I was mayor. so I met with a lot of African presidents. They wanted to meet with me because uh, they they um, they have real security problems, deep, deep security problems. Some of them expressed to me that they think that some of the security problems come from China and that they made a mistake in taking so much Chinese money because they didn't know all the strings that were attached to it. And if they could do it again, they would have done business with the U.S. rather than with China. So although, you know, he has some countries locked in, China does, and, and when I say he, I mean Xi Jinping, he's also got some that, are, that aren't happy about it. And when they see this uh, kind of stuff by, China, by, by Russia, they know China. This is a Russia CCP move. The Russia's not doing this without China saying, okay. Which is why we should put sanctions on China. But, you know, <laughs> they'll sue Biden to get their money back if you try that. Uh, but I will look into how you get somebody out of the U.N. I used to know, and um, I'm guessing about the vote. I can't imagine it would be a majority vote, but let, we'll, we'll take a look and we'll answer that question tomorrow after I go to the library. Haven't done that in a long time because you can use the Internet now. I'm getting like Biden. You see, I'm whispering. Uh, how about uh, how about Chris? Hey, Chris. Rudy, um, I just want to propose that um, you know, with these former Warsaw Pact nations that are now in NATO, that are proposing to send some S three hundred systems, which uh, Ukraine desperately needs, uh, you know, high altitude air defense systems, not just stingers. Uh, 
But in order to get them to send more, I just don't understand why we don't offer to backfill their orders, uh, you know, to Ukraine with our system. We don't want to send our system directly to Ukraine because we're afraid of it falling into enemy hands. So why don't we say to a country like Poland or Czech Republic, send them all your S-300s and we'll, we'll make it up to well, you. We'll Chris, send you our system. Chris, the, 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 I can't. I'm not able to answer that because I don't understand why we didn't backfill the MiGs. We're, we're giving supposedly we're giving them lethal arms. Remember, Obama never did that. Obama gave them. I'm telling you, it was described to, to me by the crooked president of Ukraine who loves Biden. That's Biden's the guy that Biden bribed. He, one situation, he took a hundred million dollars. So you got to what kind of a crook he is. Uh, but uh, he, he Poroshenko. But he uh, said to me that Obama. You know, sort of like uh, encouraged him in the sense that they could be part of EU, part of NATO. And uh, all of a sudden, when the war started, they were going to support him. And he got pea shooters and, and, and a little uh, shield. Never got a weapon that you could fire. It wasn't until my guy, you know, Trump came in that he got the javelin missiles and some pretty good stuff to at least keep Russia in place. So. Supposedly, we're giving him that stuff now. Now, I do see McConnell saying uh, that early, uh, not early, but late, and not as much as we promise. I've had some Ukrainians complain about that. But these are Ukrainians who don't like Biden. So I'm not going to, I don't know, but we are definitely giving them lethal weapons. If we're giving them lethal weapons, I do not understand why we're escalating anything by just giving Poland some planes so they can give planes to it would be Polish planes, Polish Polish Russian planes, MiGs, and the reason for that is the the Ukrainian pilots can fly the MiGs much more easily than our F-16s or whatever whatever we would give them. So I don't see I I do for the life of me I cannot figure out why Biden is punking out on that, why he's getting uh, cowardly and worried, and I do not see that as a reasonable escalation to nuclear war. If he does, then we can't contest Russia at all. We can't do anything. We might, we might as well just say, okay, we'll watch. Uh, so um, let's go to Freddie. Mr. Mayor, yeah. it's an honor. Hi, Freddie. How are you? Very good. couple quick thoughts. On the mix, all we have to do is look, look at the Korean War and the Vietnam War. The Soviet Union supplied our enemies with mix and killed our our kids, our, our troops, what, what's wrong with Biden? And a matter of fact, there's a theory out there that the Soviet Union manned the planes also that had markings of North Korea, but it was really Soviet pilots. So it's a farce and it's a joke. This is a, it's a phony, you know, phony war. The other thing is I'm holding Biden responsible for the death of a lot of the women and children over there. You're, you're right to do that. You're absolutely – God bless you. You're absolutely right. Go ahead. Should come out and say because we knew weeks before that the that Soviet Union was mounting troops on the border. If he would have came out and started sending military help and had the other countries do it, Putin might not have even invaded. I mean, it, it is a joke. Really, we will crazy. never. Well, you're making very excellent points, Freddie. We'll never know. We'll never know. I mean, I I tend to agree with you. I think if he all of a sudden put on you know his big boy pants. With help from Jill, I would imagine. I don't know if he can dress himself. 
But if he, you know, if he tried to act like he were competent and tough, Biden might have backed off. Look, Biden didn't make a move while Trump was president. It tells you you can worry him, right? And he waited a long time. Many, many times he heard Biden uh, sort of prostrating himself, saying, I'm not going to use troops, not going to use troops, not going to use troops. A month and a half, not going to use troops, not going to use troops, not going to escalate, not going to escalate. He sounded to me like a coward. So in a way, Putin was able to do this without any fear that he was going to get resistance. At least Biden could have said, I'm going to keep my powder dry. I'm going to see what I'm going to do. Are you going to use troops? I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. That's what a vaguely competent president would have done. And this is the price we pay. For having elected a uh, a man with some serious form of dementia president, which was hidden from us, among the other frauds committed by, please remember, Democrats, and get them the hell out of office, please. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts after this. Talk Radio 77 WAB. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. That is correct. It is time for uh, my final thoughts, sponsored by uh, Tunnel to Towers, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. So donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. And among other things, in addition to their help for uh, catastrophically wounded warriors who need uh, special homes and their help to families that have lost uh, loved ones, uniform members, uh, families who've lost loved ones by paying for mortgages and other things, they are now opening a fund to assist in getting uh, particularly children and women out of uh, uh, Ukraine. And I'd see if you put in your 11 a month and maybe add 100, 500, 1,000, whatever you can afford if you feel strongly about the terrorism and the uh, war crimes going on in Ukraine and feel that we should be doing more. Even if you don't think we should be putting troops on the ground, you think we should be doing more. My final thoughts are going to be about something that I think is a still growing major issue. And that is um, the way parents have been thrown out of the education of their children. You know, it got crystallized with um, with uh, Terry McAuliffe's uh, comment that parents should have nothing to say about their children's education. And it got further crystallized when the author of the 1619 um uh, uh, history, history, false history, fake history, propaganda history, communist-type history, when she said that uh, uh, she didn't think that parents should have anything to do with the education of their children. After all, she didn't feel that she was uh, competent to interfere in the education of her children, but she felt competent to interfere in the education of millions of other children and warp them. But where the heck does that come from? Of course parents should be responsible for the education of their children. Do you know it's a human right? Left wing, I thought, was all big on human rights from the U.N., from the U.N. Charter. It's a human right. I forget if it's five or six, Article 5 or 6. I'll get you that tomorrow also. So I want you to hear this. Um, I want you to hear this, this statement by uh, Governor DeSantis because I'm spun somewhat by... Uh, by uh, Politico is very close. But let's listen to uh, Governor DeSantis first. 
as the parent of three kids that are age five and under, thank you for letting me and my wife be able to send our kids to kindergarten without them being sexualized. Don't you agree with that? Isn't that just common sense? This was not a don't say gay bill. Now, Politico, you know, describes it that way. In deference to Politico, it says Bill uh, dubbed the don't say gay bill by opponents. It says nothing about don't say gay. What it says is that uh, from kindergarten through the third grade, uh, no uh, lessons about uh, sexual orientation and gender identity. You don't ask a kid, you know, uh, what do you feel today? You feel like you're male or female or something else, right? Uh, and then, and then uh, from then on, it seeks to ban uh, such lessons for other grades unless they are age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate, and it gives the parents a say on that. So th- that bill is supported by what they say is a slim majority. Well, that's true, a slim majority, 51%. But the gap between the ma- majority and those who oppose the bill is quite large. It's 5135 with uh, Republicans, of course, largely unanimous in wanting to have control of the education of their children. Democrats largely in support of letting the teachers union, the communist teachers union do it. And independents uh, favoring uh, giving parents, uh, but by a smaller margin than Republicans. So it looks like this has this pretty solid support. And that's what all of the propaganda, you talk about Russian propaganda. This don't say gay bill is Democrat propaganda, uh, big time. And it stems from the communist principle that uh, get the kids away from the parents. Uh, that's a Karl Marx, Engels, Lenin, Mao, and Black Lives Matter. Top of the agenda. First thing, get rid of God. Second, get the kids away from the parents and turn them against their country. Huh? Have they been doing that? And uh, Disney, you should know, is suspending political donations in the state amid an outcry over the legislation that would prevent uh, sexual uh, indoctrination of a kindergarten student. I think Walt Disney has to be turning over in his grave. Woke Disney. Uh-oh. Come on. Disney? What sellouts? God almighty, do they even read the bill? They, they are in favor of when a kindergarten student comes in to ask the kindergarten student, what do you think you are? You think you're a boy or a girl or something else? A five-year-old? What kind of sickness is that? You know what it's called? It's called communism, Marxism. That's where it comes from. That's where they got the idea. That's why Black Lives Matter pushes it so hard because it's run by three communists and supported by Soros. So, thank God. Thank God that Florida has a governor who (laughs) is America first, children first, and parents first, as opposed to communism first, and the rest nowhere. And congratulations, Governor DeSantis, for getting it done. So, we'll be back tomorrow. You say a prayer for the people in Ukraine. And, of course, you get up tomorrow morning and say, Thank God I'm in the United States of America. God bless America.